right, boom. So uh, this is uh, Dion Brown, and we are on Man vs. Brand. Really excited uh, for my guest because I think that you'll get something from this conversation. Now, uh, each topic is going to be different, of course, because uh, we're here to work through thoughts, conditions, experiences that we all share as entrepreneurs, as human beings, as business owners, as employees, as partners, as family members. And uh, the person who is going to be a part of this conversation, I think, has a solid grasp on um, a myriad of topics that surround uh, who you are, who you can be, what your journey can look like. And how that journey can be both purposeful, successful, and impactful. I would like to introduce you all to Brandy McAllister. Brandy is an author. She is a spiritual coach. She's going to talk to you about uh, how she frameworks uh, her mission and her work. Uh, And she is also someone who I have had the pleasure to have gotten to know very uh, closely in terms of working together, um, discussing various topics, and really getting into uh, the the roots of some of my thoughts around life, her thoughts around life, and, and how we can do our best jobs to show up and be present for the people who need us, whether they're coaches or just uh, people that are in our tribe. So, uh, without any further ado, we're going to hit the intro. One of the greatest philosophers of our time once said that when it's up, then it's stuck. Find out how to make your next big idea stick with Dion Brown and his podcast. With 20 years of experience in growing and managing businesses and brands at the highest level, Dion is having the conversations that you are looking for. Welcome and have a great time. And now, we have Brandy McAllister. Brandy, what's going on? How are you doing? Hey, Dion. I am feeling great. I really am. I cannot complain. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm chilling. I um I'm really happy uh to have you here. We we talk every Friday at eleven. Yes, we uh, do. We do our talks, and so this is uh the one talk that's taped. Yeah. And so uh this is awesome. This is also um our First time seeing each other sort of past the pandemic tipping scale, right? Yeah. The last time we seen each other was April of 2021. Yeah. April yeah. 2021. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, I think everyone thought would was going to be the end of this Absolutely. whole cycle. Uh, but uh, here we are. Here we are. <laughs> here we are. Here we are. So um, why don't you tell everyone about you? Yes, so um, as Dion mentioned, my name is Brandy McAllister, and I have coined myself a spiritual friend advisor, and that's basically just a friend who gives advice based on godly wisdom. Um, I am a certified spiritual coach as well as a certified life coach. Um, Also, I am an author. I have written two books. My first book is called Real Talk, A Conversation from My Heart to Yours. That is a 30-day devotional book. And my second book, um, which was Amazon's number one in new releases, it is called My Way or God's Will, The Choice is Yours. And I love to say that I drop gems from my heart, which are God-enthused messages spoken from my heart 
to basically inspire, uplift, and motivate an individual on their own personal spiritual journey. All right. So you're an author. Let's now talk about uh, Pray the Impossible and Blessed by Brandy. So let's let's give a full uh, spectrum introduction of what you do so that when people are listening, they understand the vantage point that you're coming from. Absolutely. So Pray the Impossible, that is the name of my company in which I operate under Spiritual Friend Visor, where I do the spiritual coaching and the life coaching. Okay. Uh, Pray the Impossible, this June will be four years old. And um, that's my baby. I'm so proud. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. June 5th. Yes. And so um, Pray the Impossible, it actually started out as me just writing devotionals to encourage people because I was actually in the process of writing Real Talk. This is back in 2018. Okay. And I was in the process of writing the book. And um, one of my best friends, she's like, there's so much of God in you for you to do something so small. I just wanted to write one devotional yep. for somebody's website. And yep. she's like, mm, no, mm -mm, that's not going to work. Okay. And so as I was writing the book, I needed to have a website to, of course, sell the book and market the book. So how Pray the Impossible um, actually came about, I was reading a devotional that said, Prayer Invades the Impossible. And I'm like, pray the impossible. That's yes. going to be the name of my website. Yep. That's going to be pretty much, you know, telling people, hey, pray the impossible. If you believe it, if you do it, the impossible will become possible. And so that's how Pray the Impossible started. And so now it kind of shifted more to now that I'm an, a full-time entrepreneur, it has shifted gears into more so for coaching and um, inspiring people and encouraging people. All right, cool. Yeah. So I'm going to read uh, – I'm reading a random section from Brandy's book, Real Talk, A Conversation From My Heart to Yours. Uh, again, this is a 30-day devotional book. And uh, I want to see what your thoughts are before we get into our topics at hand. Right, right. I want right. to see what what's a, what, give me a thought from your book. So I'm going to read you a passage. Okay. And then I want to hear what you think about your the passage. Okay. okay. Like right. So so let let's talk about this. Okay. It's conversation eighteen. Okay. This is found on page seventy two. People who are interested in finding the book can find it. You can find it on PrayTheImpossible.com as well as Amazon. As well as Amazon. All right, perfect. So if you want to get more uh, in-depth in the devotionals, then you have those opportunities at Amazon or at PrayTheImpossible.com. Right? So I'm reading from page 72. This is Conversation 18, and it says, Be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Ooh. Right? So... Ah. I chose one randomly. I promise you guys, there's no lie. You can probably tell by her reaction. Right. Uh, we did not script this at, at all. At all, at all. Okay. Now, the the way that the the, the page works for those uh, who can't see it, of course, uh, is that it gives the conversation, it gives a, like a quote or sort of like a subheading, and then it gives a scripture, and then it goes into depth into – uh, it looks like uh, the synopsis or breakdown of that scripture. Mm -hmm. Is that right? It's more so of a personal experience or just okay. a thought to encourage you based off of. Okay, good. All right, so mm -hmm. this is my first time, guys. I'm, I'm opening it, so <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to see. Now, the scripture comes from John 15, verse 2. By the way, um, 
I only know about six verses that I could at any point spit off the top of my head. And I can't even tell you what it is. I know the scripture, but I can't pinpoint exactly yeah, like listen. this. Listen. First John 4, 7 and 8. Beloved, let us love one another. There's a few ones. That I can do all things okay. through Christ who strengthens me. Okay. Philippians chapter 4. There's I, I know a few of them, right. but not very many. My but, favorite is Ephesians 3 and 20. All right. I know for sure. There you go. So... This one, John 15, 2 says, he cuts off every branch of mine that does not produce fruit. And he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. All right, let me give that one more time. He cuts off every branch of mine that does not produce fruit. And he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. Be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm. So, Brady, what is what does that mean? What's conversation eighteen talking about? Um, and and it it feels like it's actually really relevant to like life right now, to what's happening in the world, to the shift in twenty twenty one to twenty twenty two, the pandemic. There's some pruning happening. So, what yeah. so what what, how, what does that? What does that conversation, that devotional mean to you right now, hearing it in this very moment? Wow. Um, So hearing it right now, to me, it's about growth. Um, It's also about a rebirth. Okay. And I'm saying that from in this moment, I'm in a stage in my life where I have to be uncomfortable, be comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? Sure. Um, We'll get into it later. But as you know, a lot has transpired in my life from September until now which I had to learn to get comfortable with the shift, get comfortable with the change. And, you know, a lot of people are used to a routine. Yep. Me, for number one, I am used to a routine. So when that routine is broken, it's like, hold on. Okay, wait a minute. What What is going on? But when those things happen, it's time for you to grow. It's yep. time for you to elevate. So to take it into more tense now with the world, with the pandemic, how many of us were in the house, Men couldn't get a haircut. Yep. Women couldn't get their eyebrows done, their hair done. And that's the most raw state a lot of us have been in. And guess what? You had to be, what, comfortable with being uncomfortable with looking at yourself like that. Sure. Because especially if you're going through certain things, the best way to feel better is to either go shopping, go get your hair cut, go get your hair done. You're taking care of the exterior. Yep. Right? But the pandemic has taught us that you have to be comfortable with what's going on. We're not used to wearing masks. Yep. We're not used to six feet. We're not used to not being around family members and friends for the holidays. So that's something to me where it's like, you got to get comfortable with that uncomfortableness. And a lot of people, we don't take the time to sit and be still and work through whatever those issues are that have been there this whole time. But when the pandemic happened, it forced us to either you're going to grow or you're just going to shut down. Absolutely. So, so what I'm hearing in this is that uh, two things. First is um, individuals had to either decide to work within the therapies that would produce actual results mm-hmm. because none of the other therapies like shopping, right. like pampering that we would typically – like clubs – uh, that we would typically resort to weren't available to us anymore. Exactly. And so you, you had to do some of the self work mm-hmm. because 
the distraction type of work, the distraction type of therapy wasn't as available to you as it was. The second interesting thing is, um, and I'm, 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 I'm really happy to explore this in this moment because I think that there is this idea of we have to wear masks mm-hmm. to protect ourselves from COVID. Right. But in a way, we had to deconstruct the masks that we had created mm. prior to COVID in order to be <laughs> – yes. right? In order for us to, to maintain some semblance of sanity, mm-hmm. right? If you had um, – if you had robed yourself or clothed yourself in – fashion in aesthetic in in popularity in um being a provider for people in a lot of the things that i think um we double down on that mask that allows you to maneuver through life feeling validated mm-hmm. when it's no longer there all you really have is how you feel about yourself. Right. There's not a hundred people applauding you for being the best version of yourself that you could have been in that moment, right? right there's right, not, right. Um, there's not uh, a a person at the other side of the bar giving you attention that validates mm-hmm. that you are worthy or you are attractive. Mm-hmm. All you had was you, possibly a Zoom call. Mm-hmm. And, um, and recipes, right? <laughs> and recipes, right, right, right? right? And, 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 and God, right? And God, and, and let me give a, a, a caveat here, right? Because there are, when we talk about the topic of God, there are people that express, God as a as a father figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people express God as the universe in function, mm-hmm. right? Like they're like you know, um, the universe sent me my husband, my right. wife, but really right. they mean God, right? right like right. it's like a stand-in. It's yeah. like right, like so. Um, and then we have just uh, God as as a form of a deity, right? Mm-hmm. So, so the the personification of 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 the best of existence, right? Not even the best of man, because I think we as people are flawed, and the only example that we have as the truest example of what it is to be whole mm-hmm. is the concept of God, right? right? So. So we have God. Um, we've deconstructed masks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have come out of a trying time. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if we've come out of it. Right. We might still be Listen, in it. I think okay. we're, we're still in With it. With all these new uh, strands and mutations. Yeah, like we're definitely in it. Right. Um, and so what does faith look like when... All of the things that you believed in were productions of other human beings. Mm. What does faith look like then? What do you think faith looks like then? Right. When, when there's nobody to do your hair. 
when there's no new nothing no places to go there's no shopping to be had there is the looming threat of illness or death that is either affecting you as an individual or the people around you what does faith look like when it's just raw to me that's when it's time to grow your faith okay right? that's when it's like in that raw state it's probably when it's like that mustard seed faith right okay when it's like small because you put your faith into all of these things now it's just you at home so now either you're gonna learn what your true gifts and talents are okay like a lot of us have we all have gifts and talents and a lot of it lies dormant right because we're just we're just not focused on us. We're focused on, you know, the distractions and things like that. So faith in that moment looks like when it's for me, I can say like when you're alone with God and you're spending time with him and you're praying, and you're believing like God, okay, let COVID be over or whatever the case is. Or if you're unemployed, which I was laid off yep. during, during the pandemic. So my faith at that moment was like, all right, God, what we about to do here? Like, I am collecting unemployment, but what's next? Yep. And so I was already in the process of getting my certification to become a certified life coach and a certified spiritual coach. So for me, faith was taking that leap of faith and trusting that with now the skills, the techniques, and the tools, and my gifts, and pray the impossible was already established. Am I going to take that leap of faith and bet on myself and bet on what the gifts and the talents that God has given me to really use it and to um, catapult it to my next level and to continue to help people? Or am I going to just use my faith and go, all right, well, I guess maybe, and it's not in my heart, but all right, let me go look for a job. Yeah. So what's, what's interesting is, is that if this was a Ted talk that was secular Secular is a term when it's not, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, secular. Yeah, yeah. Secular, right? It, they, they, the conversation would be, this is when preparedness meets opportunity, mm-hmm. right? Like, so so when when we want to take the journey out of it, we go, this is when preparedness meets right, right. opportunity, right? right? But it's it's also, this is when faith meets work, yes. right? Like, and, and there's a scripture, I, I don't know the exact scripture, but okay. it says, Faith without works is dead. Yes. You can't believe something and you're not putting in the work. Yep. And it's not very much as it required, right? right? It's it's the mustard seed conversation, exactly. right? So you exactly. don't need a whole bunch of it to get it done. You just need some evidence right. of it in order to, to make things happen. Right. All right. So oh, and to go back to, it's like we put our faith in these companies. Yep. And then when they lay you off, then what do you do? And that's where I feel like now people were using that raw state of faith. So many entrepreneurs were born. So many businesses were born during this time. And that's how the faith now, I feel like people started to exercise their faith and step out on faith and actually now see, oh, those gifts and talents that were in me, now that I got, quote, quote, air quotes, laid off, sure. now I'm able to tap into that. People are making more candles and yeah. X, Y, and Z and all of these things. So that just came back up. And, 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 and I think there's also, too, uh, a story of some people just stepping out on it, right? Sometimes yeah. I think some people don't, didn't even need to be laid off. They just right. said to themselves, there's something out there for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what that thing is, but... Um, I believe it, mm-hmm. and um, and I'm gonna pursue it. Right. And 
they say that crisis creates the most opportunity. Like the most money is made during crisis. Mm -hmm. Stock market crashes. A lot of people make a lot of money. Wars happen. A lot of people make a lot of money. Right. Um, The interesting thing is I don't necessarily know if the right party Mm -hmm. tends to be the benefactor. Mm -hmm. But I feel like in this pandemic, some good people made some good choices and are starting to make some good money. (laughs) Right. And 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 thank goodness for that. Right. Thank goodness for that, Um, that in this space of of doubt, of struggle, of pain, of illness, that people are also birthing great ideas, mm-hmm. um, great businesses, new versions of themselves. Absolutely. More complete versions of themselves. Uh, because if you don't have that, then all you are left is with the messy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And without a healthy dose of faith, the messy stuff can be overwhelming. It can. That's a it's it's a lot to deal with. Yeah. Um, just uh, just right now outside, there's like an ambulance or a fire truck happening. Right. I don't. I would not want an ambulance anywhere near me during a COVID during a pandemic. <laughs> you got to come get me. Leave me. Right. Leave me because <laughs> I don't know where y'all taking me, and it may not be safe. Right. <laughs> Anybody that's in an ambulance situation, please go with them. They're probably a professional. Right, but right, right. me personally, I'm just going to do the stitches at home with a knife. <laughs> I mean, and a needle and some thread. Okay. All right. So, so we talked about starting businesses in faith. Yep. Uh, so I have a question. Do you, Brandy, as someone who is um, a a spiritual advisor, a spiritual friend coach, like someone who is uh, building a business off of um, speaking to people's faith, their walk with God, um, or just their inner beings. For lack of a better term, right? Yeah, so absolutely. not quite the emotional, not quite the mental, but but that other third part, right? Not physical, that other third part, which, you know, for, for some, it may be a direct Christian version of God. For others, it just may be a spirituality, right? They just are, they are connected to something greater and you're, you're walking them through that, right? Okay, right. mm-hmm. so with all of that said, and and God bless you for doing all the work. I just Ooh. I feel like I just named a lot of work that you do <laughs> for people. So God bless that. Listen, right? Um, do you believe that you, you can be successful and also be spiritually based? Yes, I do. Um, and I say that because how my journey started, it was based off of spirituality. Like, I never said, hey, I want to be an author. I never said, hey, I wanted to do all of these things that I'm doing right now. 
And so um, for me, being successful, yes, I'm an author. Yes, I'm a life coach. Yes, I'm a spiritual coach. Um, I also have a nonprofit organization, Blessed by Brandy, which we mentioned earlier. But all of that was rooted and is rooted and founded in my spirituality. So for me, only way I'm, not to say the only way that I'm successful, but with the businesses that I have, it's based off of spirituality. And for me being spiritual, I've seen the success or in spiritual terms, like I've seen God's favor. I've seen God bless me in certain ways and situations um, and has made me successful because of my mission, my purpose and the things that I'm doing for him. All right, controversial question though. Oh. So where does it go wrong for so many people? There are so many people that are in the spiritual space mm-hmm. for whom I believe the business starts to become more important than the work. Yes, and so where it goes wrong is when you're at, say, you're on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, whatever those social media uh, platforms that you may be on. You start off with a thousand, right? Yep. Then the years keep going. Then maybe you buy some followers. I don't know. You get some more followers. Then you're at 10K. Yep. And so now you're at this place where I feel like either you A, forget about God, that it was God that got you to that place. Yep. Two, you've let the, for better lack of words, like the fame. Yeah, yeah. Kind of get to you, your yep. ego. And when you're successful, the money is coming in. Yep. And then ultimately you might forget the reason why you started doing it in the first place. Because now you become this celeb or, yep. you know, in, in some uh, form or fashion. Right? Yep. And so you forget the purpose or even your mission and your values Along the way. And it's so easy to get sucked in and wrapped up in all of this this social media aspect or just like the, the business or the industry, I would say. Okay. I, I agree 100%. I think that money amplifies mm-hmm. who you already are. So it's likely that if you aren't in a process of consistently checking in and auditing yourself, mm-hmm. money can magnify what's not healed about you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you have a vice for cheating, more money is just going to give you more opportunities to cheat. If you have a vice towards embezzling, money will just give you more opportunity right. to embezzle. Exactly. Um, but so there's a dynamic though that I feel like is an intersection of business and spirituality mm-hmm. that I quite haven't uh, come to terms with. Mm-hmm. And maybe we can come to terms with it during this conversation. Maybe this will be helpful for someone else. Okay. Right? So, I oftentimes hear uh, sermons by people that I know okay. that tell me personally 
that they don't really believe the rhetoric. They just know that it needs to be said. Mm-hmm. Let me give you an example. All right. Okay. Let me, let me okay. give you. Let me give okay. you. Let me give you an example. Right. So. I was having a great conversation with um, a pastor friend of mine, okay. and we were talking about. Uh, and guys, uh, we're getting off topic a little bit, but it's going to come back full circle. I promise you. Give me, <laughs> just give me a second, guys. You know how I am. All right. So I was talking to this pastor, and we're having a conversation about Christianity, okay, and how. It, Countries, specifically America, mm-hmm. used Christianity as a lure to convince Africans to participate in the um, in the shift. Of African culture into a more Western culture. Okay. Meaning, right? So you're out there, you're in, um, you're out there, you're in the world, you are, you have who your gods are, whatever they are. Um, and, and I believe that Africa definitely has a cradle spirituality like it's it, funny i literally <laughs> was thinking about this earlier today okay like, they, like their spirituality is, yeah it's, it's yeah this world it's so yeah that's it's so the foundation it's the root and i'm like well we're all from africa yeah it's we're, it's the root it's yeah. it's the root it's so funny that i thought yeah about that. Wow. it's the root okay. right okay. so 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 we're we're having this conversation in pastor and i and, I, and we we're talking about how it was the lore and so now how do we as uh, black and brown people mm-hmm. uh, rectify the fact that the thing that we hold most dear to us was weaponized as a way to get us subjugated, in essence, um, and brought to the new world. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't really got a comment on that because <laughs> that's a little bit too deep for my flock. Right, right, like, right. I don't know my flock. Right. I don't think me and my flock can talk about that. Like, I might not be pastor for very long. Right, right, right. right? He's like, and we had a, this very intimate conversation about it and okay. about the, about, um, you know, about things like voodoo and how it is, how, it's a it's a form of spirituality that is very much based on ancestors and all of that mm-hmm. and, and 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 I think I think we know that our ancestors exist we call them angels we call them different right, things right, right? Right, right, right so so I was like you know something like voodoo feels as if there was a media spin in history to be like, it's so bad. Right. Right. Like it's so bad. Right. That, that we don't even really know much about it. We just know that we hear voodoo. It's like a taboo. Yeah. Like a chicken's head got cut off immediately. Yeah. To do something to you. Right. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Like, like, which, which is interesting because I think 
it also speaks to a form of the personification of faith or personification of work. Like if you're afraid that this person putting a pin in a doll is going to affect me, then there's something about them. Yeah. That means that they're they're affecting the world in a spiritual way. Right. right which right. I could see being afraid of. Right. If I wasn't clear in my journey. Right. But back to the conversation, we were talking about that and he's like, "Yeah, you know, um uh it's there is a gap in the history of Christianity that specifically speaks to how the missionary experience and how harmful the missionary experience was for African people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, why don't you talk about it? Because I think it will be great. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I can't talk about it because that's bad for business. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it and I was like, that's an interesting idea mm-hmm. that – that the freedom to allow someone to come to their own choice about how they feel, because the way that you're introduced to something doesn't necessarily make it bad, mm-hmm. right? Like I was introduced to social media. I spend way too much time on it. I I don't look at the person that introduced it to me as being the wrong person. Right. I just decide on how I feel about the choices that I've made thus far. Mm-hmm. But in his mind, he was like, if I present anything other than this is the bedrock of our faith, this is where our faith comes from, our families were dipped in the pools and we came out in the blood, mm-hmm. then people may start to look at me different and it may affect my the business of my ministry. Okay. How do you feel about that? I took you through a long, um, right, long right, story. Right. But here we are, right? But yeah, but here we are. Like, how do you feel about that? Because I think there's something interesting in in the in the 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 line between the story, the exploration of the story, mm-hmm. and whether people buy into right. And the it, story. It, it's funny because for me, it's about my journey has always been and my values are based on authenticity yep. and being genuine. Yep. So for me, listen, yes, I'm prayed to impossible. Yes, I'm blessed by Brandy. Yes, I'm all of these things. But at the end of the day, I love a turn up. Yep. <laughs> Dion, you see, like, you know, I love a turn up. Like, yes. And quote, quote, religious people would look like, oh. You're talking about God and yeah. you're, you're, you're turning but, up. By the way, guys, <laughs> she has on a cardigan right now. And as she's using her, 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 um, I can't believe like, this can't voice. She's also covering herself right. up as, as she's doing it because she is really personifying what that Look, feels like. What yeah, with like, that shame, with that, 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 that shame yeah. that, that felt like. So when I, so I say that to say because. That's what my business is built on. Yeah. Being authentic. People seeing me in my state of balance, right? You will see me turn up in one second, but then you're also seeing me talk about God. But talk about God in a way where it's like, have your own relationship with him. I'm here to 
give you the tools and the techniques and that. And this is me, right? Yep. So when I first started, I, I never forget. I'll never forget. People automatically associated me talking about God. Oh, you're going to be a pastor. You're going to be a minister. Now, listen, there's no nothing wrong with either one of those. That's just not what my calling was. Sure. So for me and the audience that I serve, yeah. if I was to become a pastor or a minister, now they're going to look at me differently sure. because it's like, that's not, that ain't. That ain't Brandy. Like, yeah. and that made me very uncomfortable because I'm like, that's not who I am. Like God is using me to reach people who look like me, who love a turn up and who, who are on this journey to finding themselves in God. Wait. Okay. So I think we're onto something here. <laughs> I, I really do. I think we're onto something here because what I'm getting from this, mm-hmm. I'm not, and, 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 and I'm not going to try to misquote in any way. Mm-hmm. What I'm getting from this, though, is that there is actually an opportunity for you to be a pastor, but it would take an audience that was accepting of the full human experience for that to happen. Right. That you would have to be able to be your whole self. Right, right. And that the business of ministry couldn't supersede the humanity of your own individual experience Mm -hmm. and allowing that individual experience to support and to minister to the folks who actually need it. Right. And I think too, because society has put labels and has put people in certain boxes. So if you're talking about God, you can only be a pastor, a deacon, a minister, a this and a that. If you do hair, you can only do yeah. this, yeah. right? Like yeah. if you are a um, a fitness trainer, you yeah. can only you know be in the gym. Like you can't go outside of the gym to train people. You got to be in the gym. Yep. And I think what I feel like my purpose was to kind of break that mold. Okay. To tap into that human experience, yep. right? Yep. Because people put. When you have these certain labels, like they're putting you on a higher pedestal. I'm right here. Me and Deanna sitting right next to each other on yep. the couch. And that's what spiritual friend visor is all about. Making it feel as if like, well, most of the people who are friends, but that friendly camaraderie, right? Absolutely. And it's where you don't feel like, oh, Brandy's a spiritual friend visor. I can't. I got to make sure I'm sitting up straight. I got to make sure I'm this and I'm that. Whereas it's like, nah, come as you, this is me. This is what it is. Now, now, that, this sounds great. Mm-hmm. It, it also sounds like kind of startup, grassroots-like, right? Is there a certain level where you have like a media coach or like a PR person that's like now, um... Pray the Impossible is a brand that supersedes Brandy's individualism. And And, so now you just, now you're just speaking to the people that support the brand and not necessarily to you as an individual, like Martha Stewart. Mm -hmm. Like what, 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 what happens then? Right, that, that, and I don't, I, I'm not there yet. Exactly. Right? And so, but in my journey, 
I did have to, or not I did, but I became more refined. Okay. And who I, I'm still Brandy, but I'm more refined in what I do, right? So clearly, like, before my personal page used to be private. Yep. My friend is like, when are you going to open your page? I was like, uh, I'm not. This is the first year of Pregnant Pops. So I'm like, I'm not. I'm on vacation taking shots. I'm yes. doing this, doing that. Yes. And people are going to be like, oh, Pregnant Pops? No, I didn't want people in my business like that. Sure. But now that I'm a brand, because yep. that is what I am now, people now associate me. like They're like, oh, Pregnant Impossible. And I'm like, hey, right? Exactly. And so now that I'm at that stage, I have to just be more mindful because, yes, most of the people who follow me know who I am. Yep. Now there's a, 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 a audience of people who don't know who I am. So yep. if they're coming to me like off of just the pray the impossible part, they still have to see me in my authenticity, but they don't know B Diva. That's my alter ego, y'all. All right, B Diva. Okay. B Diva, that's the turn up queen, right? All right. They don't know that, but my core people, they know who they knew B Diva before Pray the Impossible was even Pray the Impossible. Got it. And so back to your point is I believe, because I've experienced it, it's just as you continue, and I think this helps you to um, not let the business like supersede like with the mission, right? With the success, yep. Um, you have to be mindful because people are watching you. Yes, and those people who are like the um, don't rock the boat, don't do this. Yeah, people are looking to for you to fall or to make that one slip. Like, okay, you see me drinking champagne. Pray the impossible's over here drinking champagne. You're not supposed to drink and do this. So yeah. it's just being more mindful now. Yeah, of what I do, and that's I guess with where PR and media comes into it, right? Like right. you're you're a brand now, so yep. certain things. You cannot do. Or you can't show. Or you can't show. show. You can do it. You can do it, but you can't. That's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, you can and do that's it. Why, that's why there's close friends. Exactly. <laughs> that's why there's exactly. Close you, friends, can, right? you can, you can so do it. You can't just show it. I have to be mindful of that because, like, sometimes I want to, well, I ain't got no hair, y'all, but I want to, like, let my hair down and yeah. be me. And then a part of me is like, oh, you can't. You can't post that. Sure. You can't. And this is on my personal page, not praying the impossible page. And this is also with 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 you doing this and having brand associations and partnerships with people that already know you, right? Mm-hmm. Pressure, I think, becomes a little bit more intense when you're talking about um, larger platforms, where you're talking about larger brands, and and they are. Uh, buying into this personification of you, right? This part of you that you decided to commodify and share with the world, but mm-hmm. that doesn't encompass the total you. Right. It's like the first time I heard uh, Michael Jackson's deep voice. It was like, it was like, I don't know you, sir. <laughs> right, like, who I have this? never <laughs> known you. I have never known you. Who is that man? That is Sydney Portier right. talking over a Michael Jackson um, conversation. Um, and, but right, like that, how, how must that be? Because I don't know what that must like be like. It, how must that be to, to, to be so brand forward that it, it marginalizes your very voice, your nature, your – how must that be? Now, Now, what I will say before I'm going to have Brandy speak on this is that I do think that 
like the Papa John's guy, some people just don't need to be in the conversation about brand. Some people just need to have built it and to let it ride and to collect a check and to mind your business and to let it rock. Uh, I talked about this in my New Year's podcast, but... Travis Scott, I don't know if you heard his apology, the the Charlemagne interview. No, I didn't hear it. It 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 was very um Did it seem like scripted? It, it was very scripted, but it lacked a level of empathy. Uh, um where it was like you probably shouldn't have said nothing at all. Okay. Um probably would have been better off not okay, saying it. Okay. Um and so I do think that there are people that probably should not be themselves. <laughs> um that you should be paid heavily to be the brand that you right, are because right, maybe right. the brand that you are is better than right. who you are as a person. Absolutely. That, that seems wrong to say, I but mean, it, it is what it is. But I do, I, there is something to that kind of idea that, you know, that Michael Jackson had a deep voice and that, <laughs> that he had to squeak, speak in a squeaky right. voice yeah. as a part of the brand and, and how, how entrapping or I don't even know if that's a word, but how it's gonna be one today. It will be how imprisoning right. I know that's a word, I think. Um, that must have been to just have to be that forever. Yeah, it is hard. Yeah. Right? But then it goes the to whom much is given, much is required. Okay. And it comes with a lot of sacrifice. Wait, is that biblical or is that Spider Man? It is. It, <laughs> okay. It is oh, his is great. Res- <laughs> with, with great, with great power comes great responsibility. My bad, y'all. My bad. My bad. Continue. Right. Continue. Um, <laughs> you no, know, it's it's really hard, especially when I'm telling y'all, like I didn't sign up for this, but I guess I signed up for it, for it because I asked God to use me, but I didn't know what that looked like and I didn't know what that entailed. It just sounded good. I had yep. just got baptized and I was like, all right, God, use me, Lord. Yeah, and then it was like, oh, you want me to use you? Oh, all right, just let me know which part. But um there was a point in time where I was strictly, here we go back to conversation 18. Yep. Be comfortable being comfortable with being uncomfortable and the pruning. Yep. So I went through a whole process of pruning be diva right because yep. that's just that's the outside that's like hey yep but then as god was pruning me to use me for this platform he was stripping away certain things yep. right and so i then had to learn to put her on the shelf real quick so that i can become pray the impossible because that's really who i am at my core we're all spiritual beings yep. right? be diva that's that i like to say live love laugh right it's live love laugh and then give god all the glory so that part is be diva, and then to give God all the glory, that's prayed impossible. Yes. Side of me. And so, um, just putting be diva on the side, like I had, it was very hard because there will be times I want to go turn up. Yeah. There were times when I want to post, like, you know, you know how people post all types of memes and all that. Yeah. I couldn't do that. Yeah. At that point. And it's, it's, it's like, damn, like I can't truly be myself, but I'm growing and I was being rebirthed into who I am at the core to become this spiritual friend advisor, to become this life coach, to become who I am in this moment. Right so, now. so I'm going to speak to uh, something that you said earlier in the conversation, which was about balance. Yes. Right. Because that's what this sounds like. It sounds like that if I'm, if, if I'm sitting at the extremes, right, where one extreme is uh, it's about fun and turning up. And the other extreme is I'm, 
ultra spiritual to the point that it feels religious, mm-hmm. where do I find my middle ground where I am both my authentic self right. as a human, but also as an advocate for spiritual growth and right. spirituality. Right. And so prime example about balance. Uh, one of my girlfriends, um, she just had her 35th birthday party. Ooh, happy birthday. Hey. And um, she just had her birthday uh, the ending of December. So earlier in, wow, what is it, 2022, 2021, she's like, she's seen a prayer that I prayed at one of my sorority sisters. It was her 40th. So she hit me like, girl, you know you're going to pray at my party. I was like, okay, cool. Get there. Led the prayer. Wait, we praying at parties? Oh, oh, yes. We, we praise at the party. You praise at the parties? I pray at the party. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. Let not, what? let God be here. Not, listen. not a item be slipped into a drink. I'm here for it. Hello. Let's pray at the parties. Okay, listen. All right, listen, remember, remember back, well, I don't know. I'm not going to say remember back because I remember going on bus trips uh-huh. and before the bus trip started and before the chicken with the little slice of bread was given out to everybody, everybody had to hold hands and pray Listen. for safe travel. Safe tra- yes. So I, I'm here for the pray for the party, but continue, yes, continue. Pray, ooh, pray for the party. Okay. Pray for the party. And so I'm praying. Yep. Cool. Everyone's like coming up to me like, oh my God, that was such a beautiful prayer. Thank you so much. Da, 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 da. Then the music drops. And then now I took off the Pray the Impossible hat and now be divas here. Yep. Because now it's the party. Like, we're turning up. Some people came with this one lady. She was laughing. She goes, ooh, I'm going to tell the pastor. And she just started laughing. Like, yes. Joking. Yes. Then another person was joking. And she looked at me and she was like, Brandy. And I was like, what? She was like, she put up the prayer hands and then just started laughing. Yes. But that's the thing, right? Like, in that in, in that moment, if, if, the peop- if the audience. Yep. Right? That I was in front, I'll say performing, right? In front of, if they didn't have an understanding or accepted the fact that I can pray and still party at the same time. You know what I mean? Like Some people think, oh my God, you just prayed and now you're dipping it low. Listen, at my 35th birthday party, my pastor was there. Yeah. There was a song, I Never Would Have Made It by Marvin Seth. They turned it into a remix. And it was, uh, not 3-6 Mafia. It was, I, I can't remember the beat. Yep. But they remixed it to like a beat where I was dipping it low. Yeah. And my pastor, we went to church that Sunday. Yep. After the party. My pastor was like, I like that song. I, I, she was like, because you was dipping it low. I like that song. And see, that's the thing. My pastor understands. She know what type of church. She know her congregation. She knows who I am, where she didn't judge me. So I say that to say about the balance. Like, you can still pray and party. Listen. Jesus didn't turn water into grape hello, juice. Hello, and we're, hello. And it was giving wine. He was at a wedding. At yes. A party, it was giving wine. He, he knew, he wine. knew, he knew exactly. And he said, keep the party going. <laughs> keep the party going. He knew. He knew exactly. It, it could have been given, it could have been given plum juice. It could have been given a he bunch said, of no, things. It's going to be this wine. It's going to be this wine because and, we're going to celebrate. And it's funny because um, when I first started Pray the Impossible, my friend who told me to make my page uh, public, he goes, Brandy, before even all of this even transpired, he's like, I, I feel like you're the bridge that bridges the gap between people who look like you and God. Yep. And I'm like, that's exactly, that's exactly what it is. Like, yeah. I want to show people that, no, I'm not perfect. And I say it in my book. I never said I was perfect. I'm not trying to be perfect because guess what? 
minute by minute, I might curse. Yeah. I, I might, do, you know, I'm going to slip and fall. But at the same time, it's just about acknowledging those, holding yourself accountable, and just being a better person. Yep. The next day, like healing from whatever it is, you know, having faith, believing in God. And sometimes people need a good cuss out. It, sometimes, sometimes you can be led to cuss them. And it's and, and and it might be it might be that they needed it at that time. It might have been divine. And hello, <laughs> it might have been divine. And that's that cuss out might have been divine. So, um, one other thing that you mentioned about balance. Um, yep. Pray the impulse, and this is how I knew I was different, or I knew I was on to something when people kept trying to put certain labels on me, and I'm like, mm-mm, my spirit was just rejecting it. Yep. Do you know how many books I've sold at happy hour? Do you know how many books I've sold at a day party? I I, I said listen. I said send me to where put me in the field, send me where the people are. Don't put me in a pulpit. Put me out out there with them because Jesus was with the holes and. Yeah. Well, well, my aunt calls it. My aunt calls it. She she says, um, she she claims, and I know, Auntie, you're gonna hear this. <laughs> That uh, I was supposed to be a pastor. They said I was supposed to be a pastor when I was uh-huh. young. But she was like, you're, you're a pastor in the marketplace. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I think that there's this idea, right, that that supporting people's lives, their businesses, their dreams, their hopes, their aspirations mm-hmm. is still a form of ministry. Right. Um, it may not be the pulpit version yeah. of it, um, but – when in its in its its most broad and most beneficial way it's it's missionary right mm-hmm. missionaries is i'm going to go out into the world and i'm going to be an example and i'm going to give you the information that is needed for you to form your own connections right and if i can do that then i have done my job absolutely all right so, so I want to get back to this business and spirituality yes, for yes, a second. Yes, okay. Because how do you know or how do you think one knows that they have teetered too far into the business side? Or or that they are so spiritual. I'm gonna actually use the word religious in this in this yeah, context. Yeah, yeah. Um, that they are missing access to an audience, right? Because you talked yeah. about an audience and right. being able to get to that audience. And some people are so tightly bound in mm-hmm. in a word. I don't right. even say the word. I'm a just gonna word. say a word yeah. that they that they don't want to be. In any relationship with people who may need them. Mm-hmm. So how do you, going back to the word balance, how do, how do you, how, how do you think that, um, one can stay away from teetering too far into the extremes? Um, so the first question that you asked, I feel like when people start to teeter too much into the business, I feel like they've gotten to the point where they're just doing it for the money. Yep. Right, you're doing it for the money, your heart isn't in it, and you're just doing it just to do it. Like, yep. yo, I know if I could make a quick 5K speaking to an all-women's group, 
I'm going to do it. Yep. As opposed to, I really want to go in there and really make a change. Yep. I really want to impact lives. I really want to give these women the tools that they need as opposed to like, all right, let me just give them that gumdrop bubble music like whatever they want to hear as opposed to like you're really taking the time to actually like care okay um and as far as being like too religious i feel like sometimes most times oftentimes a lot of people aren't recognizing and this is one of my favorite scriptures that god is doing something new the world 2022 is not the same as 2000 yep it's not the same as 2010. Yep. It's not the same as 2019. Well, unless you go into the clubs, because I swear to God, a lot of the music that they play right now it's is like, for, it's giving very 2000s. But but outside of that, yes, right. it is you know not the mean? same. It's, it's not the same. And people hold on to what was. Yep. People hold on to, well, it used to be like, guess what? It's not anymore. People, like, even we can talk about it with COVID, right? It's like, well, we used to do this. Guess what? The world is changing. So you got to eat. You're going to get with it or you're going to get left. Yep. And I think when people are so religious and not open to see that there's a, a ministry in the marketplace. Yep. God is like, you know what? Because guess what? Nobody was going into a church building for like almost two years, right? At this yeah. point. So how can God reach the people? On Zoom? Yep. On live stream? Yep. Clutch my pearls. What church is in the church building? Church yeah. isn't on the internet. Yeah. Right? And so when people aren't open to the change and to the newness and you get so stuck in that religious spirit, you miss out on reaching those people. Yep. Um. So I think in order to just balance it, I feel like this is where you have to become, again, comfortable with being uncomfortable and you have to grow with the times you have to recognize like okay what's the day in the age that we're living in right now am, am i still thinking the way i was 2018 2019 am i just in it for the like people need help we all need help the world needs help so it's like am i doing it for the money like when you do it the money's gonna come yep not don't just do it for the money it's like Listen, you do your purpose, you encourage people, do all of that stuff, and the money will start to flow. Absolutely. All right. Uh, so, money. Mm. Money is oftentimes misquoted as the root of all evil. Yeah. Um, it is the pursuit and love of money mm-hmm. that is the root of all evil, which is in essence greed. Right. right. So greed yeah. is the root of all evil. Right. And greed can be uh, jealousy uh, over mates. Greed can be financial. Greed mm-hmm. can be power. Greed can be um, uh, family structure. Greed uh, shows itself in so many different forms right. that I do believe that greed is mm-hmm. – um, is the the source of 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 all evil. Now, what do you do, Brandy, when you are in a circumstance where the money is so good, <laughs> right? That you don't have space for yourself. Like, right? Because I imagine that being a, um, uh, a spiritual friend visor, um, doing the, the, the Bless My Brandy, doing the Pray the Impossible, it 
necessitates, I would imagine, and I, I could be wrong, but I would imagine it necessitates a certain amount of self-reflection, a certain amount of meditation, yes. a certain amount of prayer, a certain amount of connection. Um, but that's not necessarily in line with the busy schedule, mm-hmm. right? And so as you are today and as you would like to grow – how would you like to balance? And for the people that are, are, are that will hear this, that are trying to balance their own form of spirituality mm-hmm. with the rigors of family, life, business, money, specifically money, right? Like, how how are you balancing your spiritual self with your with your life, with your needs, with your yeah. wants? Um, I learned. I learned recently that I need to take breaks. Okay. And um, most recently, uh, the month of December, what was intended to be a break because um, I became a caretaker for my father who uh, was battling with stage four lung cancer. Yep. And um, I said, I need a break. And this was on December 1st, December 2nd. I was just taking a break because I had to regroup because on top of, taking care of him, handling his business, I still was handling Pray the Impossible, Blessed by Brandy, and then, you know, my little side hustle braiding here on the side. Yep. So it was starting to um, be take a hold of me. So my dad passed uh, December 3rd, and so that's when I realized the break, what the break was really intended for, right? Yep. And so taking that break, it gave me the opportunity to step away from the spirituality side where I have to like be in it all the time to what give encourage people and just to reflect and to, and to be me. Um, you know, I was drinking my rosé every day. <laughs> like that's what I, that's what Brandy, you know, yeah. in that moment. So I'm just learning now to just take those breaks yep. when they are needed. Because if I'm not good, what do they say? You can't pour from an empty cup. Yep. And I'm used to being the strong friend. I'm used to being, you know, the strong person or the go-to that everybody goes to. The go-to girl ain't got it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm learning to be uncomfortable with that because I'm used to like just going. It was like, no, sit. Yeah. No. Yeah. Take a break. It's it's okay, Brandy, to take a break. Like so, that's what um, I'm learning as far as like with that balance. And I think that also helped me to just become renewed and restored and rejuvenated to come back and to still be authentic Yep. when I came back. Yep. You know what I mean? So I took time to reflect on what I was going through and then, you know, to get back to business is coming from a different place because I'm a different person in this, you know. In and, this. and you're not calling it in because you need to show up for it. You're, o- you're only showing up for it because you actually want to. Exactly. Exactly, because you and I had this conversation. Dion's like, okay, when you getting back on track? <laughs> I was like, Dion, just give me another week. Just wait a minute. <laughs> but you were holding me accountable so that, remember, Brandy, it's still a business. Yep. And you still need to make money. You're an entrepreneur. Like, yep, you yep. know what I mean? So money, you might get paid this week. You might not get paid the next week. Exactly. So what are you doing? So once I took that time, then it was like, let me do it because my heart was in it. I was now ready. If I would have done it, like, earlier, it would have just been like, 
back to the point just doing it just to do it yeah like let me just hurry up and find a word to tell the people all right have a great day it's yeah. monday motivation monday keep it moving and 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 to 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 elaborate on that um i definitely think it's important that uh even we we, we brandy and i have had conversations about uh preparedness mm-hmm. and this idea that um you you can't prepare for 2022 mm-hmm. in 2022 you yeah. actually have to prepare for it in september we're talking yes. in august and september yes. of 2021 about what 2022 and would look like are, right? yeah here we are right and and i said it was gonna be fast you did. i was like it's gonna be you fast did. so we in august yeah. september we're gonna have these conversations now yeah. so that when 2022 happens it doesn't happen to you right you're happening to it right yeah. and and so I think um, it's always important, uh, especially when you're deviating off a course, right. when things happen in life, that you also check in with your plan, right? right. Because, because as much as we want the consumer or our clients to afford us grace, mm-hmm. we are also a product and or service. And we need to be accountable as much to ourselves as we are to them, right? And and so I was like, all right, Brandy, so so what does being on track look like? Right. Like what's that look like for you, right? Like right. give me what that strategy is um, uh, because it, it's important to go through – as individuals, what we need to go through in order right, for us to heal. Right. There, there's no, she'll, she'll tell you this or I'll tell you this and she may confirm it, but I'm always like, there's content there. Like she'll yeah. tell me something and I'm like, there's content there. Right. Because I believe yes. that through our own yeah. struggles and our own journey and our own wins and losses mm-hmm. that it, especially if you're in a coaching space, there is opportunity for someone to learn from that, from right. someone Absolutely. to gain from that. Um, and so, you know, you could be like, I was going through the worst depression about to jump off the cliff and I'm like, all right, so what did it look like? How did you talk yourself down? Okay. Now we need to create some content around that because there's another person on a cliff who's going to jump, who, what you, what your revelations were around why you didn't jump may be what they need to not jump. Right. Um, Here's a, here's a, here's an actual an interesting question. Um, let's say you weren't in this space. Okay. Let's say you were back in what at, with the field you were in before. Okay. Now, guys, I'm gonna give you um, some preface. I met Brandy while she was doing Pray the Impossible and Blessed by Brandy, um, and we had made a decision that we would uh, I would objectively. Mm-hmm. engage with her on what she's currently doing. Right. So I don't ask a lot of questions about right. the past. I kind of just focus on the future as much as possible um, just to make sure that we're consistently moving forward. Now, uh, what were you doing before you decided to be an entrepreneur? I was an, um, I was a project manager. Okay. Yeah, I was a project manager for uh, a retail uh, company here in New York City. All right. So how much of spiritual brandy was present for project manager brandy? 
as she engaged with her colleagues or folks. The the what is crazy is that's where it started. Okay. I used every morning I would get I would get to work, I would go get my tea, I would go from cubicle to cubicle to my colleagues who were my friends. Yep. And we would just sit there and talk and I would just talk about God. Yep. And one girl one of my girlfriends, she's like, Brandy, you need to have like a women's group or something like that. And it yeah. was just conversation. So the thing that I do now, I was doing back then. Or one of my good friends, um, he was um, the manager in the mailroom. Okay. So I would go in there and have like my therapeutic session. I would sit in the chair, and he was a man. Of, he is a man of God. Yep. I'm in, you know, founded in God, and we would have these conversations. Okay. So it could be even if it was like I remember um, this was January, maybe like 2017, where. Um, they took me off my team because they were doing a downsize. They took me off my team and placed me on another team. Yep. But I felt as if they didn't, they just put me there just to put me there. And I'm like, what? So as I'm having this conversation, God is coming up in the conversation. And he's like, you know what? You know, maybe it was for a reason. Yep. Come to find out it was for a reason because the team I was on, they ended up uh, laying them off. Yep. And I was kept there. And because I was kept there, that's how I was able to start Pray to Impossible. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Crazy. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about let's let's segue. I think you just said something that I, I want to explore, and okay. I think you might be the, the, a good person to explore this with. Um, how do you feel about the for a reason mm. idea? Right? Because because well, how do you feel about the for a reason idea? I'm gonna I'm gonna actually give you the floor. You this. know what? In the beginning of my spiritual walk, right? Um, Preference, I did not grow up in the church. I didn't start my own relationship with God until my early 20s. Okay. So, for a reason, what do you mean it's for a reason? I don't understand. No, this doesn't make any sense. Why do I have to keep going through this? Why this? Why this? Why me? But now that I'm more spiritually mature, I understand. You don't always see it while you're going through it until after. Yes. I'll give you a quick example. Okay. So, um... Dion knows in September, I had a uh, huge fundraiser event for my nonprofit, Blessed by Brandy. Yep. My father, who lived in South Carolina, came up here. Yes. Thank God he came up here because then that's the, like, the following, the day after the event, we found out um, he had stage four cancer. Yep. So, had I not had that event... He could have passed in his home alone because in South Carolina, it's like, you know, one cousin lived down the road and the other cousin lived all the way at the other end and nobody's checking on each other. Yep. So it was for a reason that I had this event because guess what? My father was able to come up here and when he passed, he was surrounded by love and family as opposed to passing by himself. And he was able to get, you know, some extra love. I was able to spend more time with him yep. um, and learn a lot of things and, and be there for him in his last moment. So just to kind of give you a background of how I now view things as for a reason back. In, if this was Brandy six years ago, I don't know if I would have said, yeah, no, it don't make no sense. You know what I mean? But yeah. now I'm, I'm more spiritually inclined and more wiser and have a deeper understanding. Like, okay, I can see how, this happened for a reason. It's it's. I think it's great that you say that because I it, it it. I think it speaks to, um, how one person can see something as an opportunity, mm-hmm. 
and another person can see it as a obstacle, yeah. right? As a punishment. Yeah. Right? And so um, as we are maneuvering as as individuals, as entrepreneurs, as uh, friends, as family, as tribe and community people, mm-hmm. um, it is oftentimes, I think, important that we wait and be still to figure out why what is happening is happening mm-hmm. um and and if you don't have an answer for it allow the universe god whatever have you right right to to allow someone else to maybe give you the missing piece right mm-hmm. cuz sometimes i um actually grew up in the church very few people know that um because i definitely am for the purpose of this conversation i sound super spiritual and i guess in our conversations i sound super spiritual (laughs) but i think in my normal life i just sound i sound mad regular like this is regular (laughs) like i think i just throw in little things i'm like i don't think you should do that but you know it it could also be dependent on the person you're speaking to yeah so if you know i'm a spiritual person i think it just naturally flows as opposed to if someone who may not be you is just like okay, well maybe you shouldn't do that. Okay. Well, well, yeah, right. So, 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 my, there, there's a, a a segment of my friends that are secular that be like prophet because I just be like I don't know if you do that because this might happen and he be like that happened and I'm like I think I told you that they're right, like right, right. who who told you that and I'm like I don't know right I just felt it they're like prophet <laughs> all right but no but seriously seriously so so. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not like really, you know, super spiritual in, in most of, of my conversations. Um, but I do think that things that, 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 that there are oftentimes things that we cannot figure out ourselves mm-hmm. where someone else comes into our life in order to help us to come to some level of understanding, mm-hmm. right? And in, I think, the most balanced world, you are an agent for help, support, of upliftment, and clarity for someone else. And in kind, you are also being introduced to agents to uplift, support, mm-hmm. and give you clarity uh, for what you need, right? Mm-hmm. I think... <laughs> and this is this is gonna sound like such a a, a random example, um, and it's a slightly controversial example. Um, I talked to my family about this, so I think they're gonna be okay if they hear me <laughs> say this. But like, no, none of the prophets I heard on the internet mentioned COVID or Corona specifically. Okay. It just it you know. God is going to, uh, God is going to, uh, bring his judgment. That's like, what they say? No, no, no oh, that's oh. the thing, right? Oh, like, oh, oh, God's okay. going to bring his judgment, right? Uh-huh. Like, uh, God is going to cleanse the world, right? Um, now, for some reason, a lot of folks that I know, and please, Guys, hear me out. A lot of folks that I know seem to be able to 
prophesy over cheating spouses. <laughs> I'm just saying. Right. Like, they seem to know right, right, that right. level of detail. Right. But they missed a whole pandemic. Okay, okay. But here's what I also recognized, right? Is that there are also events where things need to happen to everyone, right? Mm-hmm. The best example is Noah was the only one who knew about the ark. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we have to realize that information isn't meant for us. It may be meant for someone else to give to us. Because Noah was telling people the flood was coming. Right, right, right. And and some people listened, some people didn't, and the flood still came, right? Um, I didn't hear people talking about COVID. I'm not saying that somewhere in the Himalayan mountain, somebody was like, ooh, I just felt something in my soul. It was given a cough, no taste, no smell. I don't know what that is, but I feel like it's going to happen to everybody. I don't know if that happened, but I can recognize that globally something happened to everyone and you could have either found purpose in it or not. Someone could have walked up to you and said, Brandy, you should start uh, a women's group around this or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you could have woke up in the middle of the night and said, I need to start a women's group. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is, I believe the evidence of purpose in life is that somehow the message got to you. Mm-hmm. And even in a pandemic world, people are getting the message, even if the delivery of the message feels a little scary, mm-hmm. a little turbulent, mm-hmm. a little confusing, a little scary, right? Like. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't really know how this is all going to play out. Right. We don't know who's going to be here tomorrow. Listen. We don't know. We don't know anything, right? Right. But I think we do know the people who've come out of it with the stronger sense of themselves and the people who've come out of it and are still kind of screaming why. Right. Um and missing some of the some of the opportunities, whether it's to connect with family, like you were speaking about with your father, right. or start a new business, or be a better person, or strip yourself of your mask, you're missing some opportunity to be a holer, or a, I don't know if holer is the, the right term to I don't I don't want to say better mm-hmm. cuz I don't necessarily know if better is it too but I think to be a to be more visible okay to yourself and to the world mm-hmm. because if if covid didn't do anything else as we were hiding behind masks, I think we became more visible to the people who we really cared about. Mm-hmm. We became more visible to ourselves. Our jobs became more visible whether we were needed or not. 
right? And so, um, yeah. All right. So that was my tangent on that. <laughs> I'm done with that. All right. Okay. So, um, are you have a? Do you have a plan to write another book? So here's the funny thing. The minute that the first book came out, people were like, "When's the second book?" And I'm like, "Did you buy the first one yet?" <laughs> right? Yeah. Here we here we are on uh, book number two, which was uh, released February of 2020, right before the the pandemic hit. Yep. Um, I know, and this and this is gonna be great, right, Dion? This yep. goes back to business. Yep. I can write a book. Okay. I've proven it. Yep. You got you. He has the book in his hand. I do. So I can write another book if for money, but is it going to have the impact that I want it to have if I take my time and figure out what this book would be like, what I want this book to look like? Because I can, I have journals on top of journals, but I don't think right now I know what I want, what I want to say or what I need to say. All right. So I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something from Conversation 23. Ooh, what was that one? Uh, and that's that's page 88 of Real Talk uh, Conversation from My Heart to Yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, written by Brandy McAllister, uh, MS, just in case I wanted to know. Okay. All right, let's be very clear. <laughs> Educated. Yes. All right. Conversation 23 on page 88 says, Yet I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here. In the land of the living. Okay, again, that, that's, oh, by the way, that's Palm, that's Psalm, Palm, that is Psalm, <laughs> the S is definitely not silent. That's Psalm 2713. Mm-hmm. So, Psalm 2713 says, Yet I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. Yet I am confident. About to have church, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yet, have- yet I am confident. Yeah. All right. So, what does that? What does that speak to you? What does that? What does that mean to you? Yet I am confident, and it, and I don't know if some of y'all heard this. There's this new term that people say now: Godfident. Yep. Godfident, confident, right? Yet I am confident that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Yep. It was a pan. It's a pandemic. It was COVID nineteen. All of these things. Yet I'm confident yep. that I'm gonna see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I'm still here. Yep. So because I'm still here, God willing, He wakes me up tomorrow. But up until today, from what is this, the 13th January first until today. Yep. I've seen the goodness of Him in certain things, even though there have been death, yep. there has been all of these tragedies. I've still seen. The goodness of God, because in, in the in the the scripture, and I only read this um, from the book as the devotional, right? right? So I chose right, one, right? right. right? I, what's striking to me is that the obvious thing is to start from the word "yet," mm-hmm. but the reality is is that there is a statement that comes before "yet." That actually frameworks the entire yes. scripture, mm-hmm. right? Because it's despite my wife has died yes. yet, <laughs> right? Despite I am going through COVID yes. yet, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. I am confident, right? Yes. So, so, so there's a sense of 
this idea that um, that it's not about the blessings and the business and the success. It's about whether you can say yet mm-hmm. I am confident. Yeah. Or despite. Or right. Right. In other words, despite. Right. Despite I am confident, right? That that even in the midst of our trials right. and our our tribulations. Right. And so prime example when I was mentioning earlier when Dion's like, Brandy, when are you getting back on track? Yep. And so when I was telling him <laughs> and I was telling him like, Oh, you know, I need to take a break, I need to do this, I need to, you know, kinda shut down, turn off, he goes, Brandy it sounds like you're speaking from like an emotional standpoint. You're not really. And I'm just like, but that's what I need. And in that moment of tapping into those emotions, I was able to do a self-reflection. Yep. And I say this to bring back the yet. So when I came back on track, I'm confident because in that moment of mourning, in which I still am mourning and grieving, I'm now confident because I've gotten the revelation and the reflection that I need to now shift my focus. Yep. So now I'm confident. So with Blessed by Brandy, um, basically it's about, you know, helping people, mental health, spiritual health, physical health. And so I um, raise funds so that people can get spiritual and life coaching as well as a wellness, facial massages, and then um, physical fitness. Right. So to tap into all of that. So I'm confident now because I've shifted gears because now I want to focus more on raising funds for, like we mentioned, caretakers. And yep. like I mentioned, my dad suffered from um, stage four lung cancer. So yep. I want I want to give back. So I say the despite the yet of the morning, the yet of losing my father, I'm confident because I'm going to see the goodness. And the goodness is being able to be a blessing to someone else. Absolutely. Right? So I think with the yet, you can still, yet something happened, you can still be confident that you'll see better days. Yep. You'll, you'll feel better. You, you may not, you know, you may be sad today. Maybe you're going to be happy tomorrow or there's joy. There's still a yet where you can still be confident that something good. You're not going to have 365 days of bad days. No. Neither will you have 365 days of good days. Exactly. Right? Yeah. But in those 365, you're going to have a handful of good days. Yep. Right? So you have something to look forward to. And while you're still here and the land of the living is being alive. Yes. Right? Being amongst people. And you need, I think, a certain amount of bad days to put into perspective what good days mm-hmm. actually mean. Right? Like gratitude is based in understanding what could not have been but is right Right. and so so you need some time of Mm -hmm. mourning to understand what it is to truly be alive right right Right? you need some time to be alive to understand what illness is and and how to take that seriously right right? and so so um and even to flip it business wise yep remember i had an event in june and it was not my most successful event. Yep. And I'm like, Dion, I don't understand what happened. And But then in September, it was a successful event. It, it was beyond what I could ever imagine. Yet, I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative of that event because guess what? Dion helped me. He gave me some ideas. But also, I took it into consideration. Like, all right, Brandy, let's do something different. 
So when you have those bad days and you finally get the good days, it's like, what can I do different? Yep. Right. And then you appreciate those moments. Like, hmm, I rem- I can look back. And when June comes this year, right, I can look back and say, I remember last year yep. what I did and what made, you know, factors I couldn't control that didn't make that a, as successful as I wanted it to be. But I remember there was an opportunity for me to, you know what, Brandy, maybe add an online component while it's an in-person. Yep. So now June this year, I'm like, all right, bet we got this, we got that, we got yep. the online, we got the screen hooked up. So you can look at it business-wise, personal, in your spirituality walk. We have to go through those bad days. We have to have those moments where we say, despite this happened, despite, you know, me not, you know, making money or my business not being successful the first quarter, despite those things, there's going to be a time where you're going to say, I'm appreciative of that because I've gotten to the place where I understand the success or I've grown spiritually or I was comfortable with being uncomfortable. It's growth. Right. Growth. Right. Growth. Growth has to start from somewhere Mm -hmm. and it has to end somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And if it isn't, then you're stagnant. Right. So if if you haven't moved in either direction, Mm -hmm. then you are stagnant. And the worst place to be is in a place of stagnation. And, And that goes back to when people are asking why. Yep. Why isn't the pandemic over? Why isn't this? Because you're being stagnant. You're not allowing yourself to grow. You're not allowing yourself to move forward or to heal. It's the why, why, why. The world is still moving and you still asking why. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. If no one else is winning the pandemic, it's nature. Right. Nature is chilling. Nature is like, y'all going to stay in. Okay. I'm going to heal this uh, ozone layer. Right. Um, This this Arctic is going to get a little colder. Y'all emissions are going to go down. Right. Like, I need a break. Right. So, we gonna, I'm going to do this thing. Yes. Um, all right. So, is uh, – have you heard this show yet? No, and, and, I haven't. Okay, fine. No, no. Yeah, great, great, yet. great. This is awesome because uh, – so, there's a, a final question that I ask okay. uh, pretty much everyone. Uh, two questions, okay. actually. The first is um, any streaming service – What's the most interesting thing that you've seen? What's the thing that you've liked the most? Like, what have you recently streamed? If I pulled up your streaming history right now, what's the most interesting thing that you've watched in the last, let's say, month? Uh, The most interesting thing? I was on, uh, what was that? Was it HBO Max? Yeah, I think it was on HBO Max. Okay. And I was watching this. It's called a... um, I can't think of it, but it's called, is it called Love Life? Love is Life or something like that. And it was interesting because once they got to the point, it was, they were filming like as if they were live in lifetime of the yeah. pandemic, but they yeah. went back from like two, 2016. So you've seen it kind of lead up and it was interesting just to see how like in this particular um, series that it was, it was like this girl, young, yep. dating in New York City, all yep. that stuff. And to see how she questioned herself, yep. right? And, it, and it, it was so relatable. Okay. It was so like, wow. Like, I remember in my 20s, like, making dumb decisions, talking to F boys. And, okay. You know, stuff like that. So that, I felt that was pretty, that was the most recent thing that I watched. And it was pretty interesting to see how then even they tied it into the pandemic. And I'm like, I forgot. God about the beginning of the pandemic when everything was shut down, when you go outside and there wasn't anybody outside. 
So, uh, yeah, that was the most interesting thing that I watched recently. All right. So, guys, while, while, while I'm doing this, I'm looking. It's... Love Life, right? Love Life. Love Life. Is, love Life. Okay. Love Life. Love Life. This is with... It looks like it's narrated. Uh, Anna Kendrick. Yeah. William Jackson. Uh, Jessica Williams. Yeah, I think I've never seen. I think they're like new. Well, I don't yeah. know. But I've Zoe never Chow. seen them. Yeah, Zoe yeah, Chow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anna Kendrick looks like she's probably the most successful one. Um, but yeah, Love Life, HBO Max. Okay, now yeah. let's talk about this. So if I was to open up your streaming platforms, what's something that I wouldn't expect to see that's there? So, like, what's, yeah, what's something that, if I was to look at Brandy and thought, I can choose all of the films or TV that Brandy watches based on what I know about her, mm. what would I be surprised to actually find uh, as something that you've engaged or consumed? Well, uh, I could say yesterday I was uh, braiding hair and I was um, put onto the equalizer. Uh, now, is this the is this the Queen Latifah equalizer? Yeah, yeah. All right, okay. Yeah, so that you know that was on the stream. The the man. Yeah. Um, that would be something because I'm not into like really shows like you know dealing with like the cops and yeah. And I'm not really. No, that's not the, your thing. My thing was New York Undercover back in the day. <laughs> like, come on, uh, Malik Yoba. Was yeah, that Malik Yoba? Yeah, it was Malik Yoba. Come on, Malik so Yoba. That would be something where you would be like, really? Like, hmm. All right. So, so how many episodes did you make it through? Um, we made it through. I made it through like two or three. Two or three. Yeah. Okay. So, um, do you think? What do you What do you feel about uh, the show itself? I've actually watched it. Oh, okay, okay. I was, I, it, it was like a pandemic thing that I saw. So okay. I saw the first season. So on the second season, right? Oh, I don't. I think it's on the second season. I think it was the second. You were season watching the I, second yeah, season. Yeah. Okay. So I haven't seen it from the beginning. Okay. I just happened to see it yesterday. So it was at that particular episode that I watched. It was yeah. actually really interesting. Well, one, I like Queen Latifah. Yep. Um, Shout out to the queen. Yeah, and it was just interesting to kind of see her in this role. Like, I remember her from, like, Living Single. Yep. Right? I remember her from, you know, the other movies, but most prominently Living Single. And yeah. it, to see her in the two different roles where, like, you wouldn't be surprised to see me watching Living Single. Right? Yes. Because that's more like my speed. Whereas yes. with The Equalizer, it was just like, oh. And for, for people that don't know, The Equalizer is... Uh, someone who was formerly with a government agency, can't remember what it was, uh, CIA, FBI, something like mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. Um, who is in the world balancing the scales of power mm-hmm. um, by helping those who don't have power right. to um, to to get leverage. On the people who are marginalizing or hurting them. Mm-hmm. So the equalizer in a way. She's equalizing the playing field mm-hmm. with her skill set. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, it's definitely a turn of like a more serious role. Some of it's funny. Right, right, right. But it's more of a turn of like a serious right. kind of role. I think it's also interesting to see a... Um, I don't know if Queen Latifah is considered plus size. 
I'm gonna say I'm gonna say plus size compared to the average compared to the average yeah, to compared, compared to, the to, to the average action female star right, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. to see someone in her body shape right. embody that role because it would seem like that's like a, and I don't know how much you, you know, but it, like a Maggie Q or like a Angelina Jolie or right. just like wanna, mm-hmm. someone who who I think physically people are like you should be doing action. Um, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, I was going to say Hudson, Jennifer Hudson, if you decide you want to do action, I support that. But Jennifer Lawrence, right? Like those are the, the, the people that when you think about action, mm-hmm. Zoe Saldana, mm-hmm. right? You mm-hmm. think about those body shapes. I think it was, I think it's really interesting, important, um, that you see specifically a woman in, um, in, in, in a fuller, more realistic body, right. um, that's not, Jesus, I can't remember this lady's name and, and I, forgive me cause I think she's a, a funny person. Um, who is the actress um, she's super funny and did like the superpower movie with Octavia Spencer. She's mad famous. Um, I'm a jerk for not <laughs> remembering this woman's name, but I'm about to get it right now. Uh, Melissa McCarthy. Okay. Oh, which oh, yes, which yes, feels yes, differently yes. than a Melissa McCarthy version of this, mm-hmm. where the body is a part of the. J- the joke right. it's part of the gag it's part of the inside joke mm-hmm. and i say that melissa mccarthy's body of work isn't good or important because i think she also represents right. uh, a certain body type but i think a lot of it is based in this kind of physical humor around her being larger mm-hmm. right where right. i think yeah. in the equalizer it's it's like it's a not, non-issue right. it's like it's not even a part of the the, the story, story. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's just this is this woman. We believe she has this skill set. Right. She occupies this body, and That's and, it. and if you were in a room with her, you gonna you gonna catch it, right? Right, and and there's something kind of nice about that mm-hmm. um, because we say representation matters, and we have to be, and we have to make sure that representation applies to all. Right? Um, doesn't really matter um, what you look like, what your body size is, how dark skin or light skin you are, how long your hair is, whatever. Right, right. That that if we say that we are a culture that truly believes in representation, then um, having a, a woman um, of her stature mm-hmm. beat 20 dudes up. <laughs> In a, in a in a in a Toyota Camry, right. in a backseat of a Toyota right, right, Camry, right. as they coming through, um, you know, to make that believable, I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. I'm here for mm-hmm. it. Okay, so is there anything that you would like to let folks know before we end this? Um, I would just say, pray the impossible. Believe the impossible and do the impossible and then watch God make the impossible possible. Yo, listen, first of all, if you're Nike, you just do it. All right. Just do it. All right. If you're Nike, just, just do, do it. it. Just okay. Do it. 
just do it. All right, so so I am happy that you guys uh, that haven't been introduced to Brandy have gotten a chance to hear from her. Uh, she is my fourth, I think, official podcast. I, I think I have like maybe eight or nine total. Okay. Um, but Ooh. we did some pre ones in the live one, and then. Uh, this is, I think, number four. Okay. Um, and, and I'm glad that we, we, we had an opportunity, um, to talk about spirituality right. and business and, uh, personal life because I think, uh, there's a lot of folks out there in the ethos in the, the world mm-hmm. that, um, are trying to decide how to be or how to de- or determine might be a better word uh how to be a good person right while also being a successful whatever that right. thing is right like how do i how do i hold on to my morals how do i hold on to my belief system mm-hmm. while also maneuvering in a world where oftentimes being cutthroat or being um uh, malicious or undermining mm-hmm. is the currency. Right. Right. How do I, how do I, how do I be that person I need to be when the currency may not match my belief system? Mm-hmm. And so thank you for illuminating some thoughts on that. Thank you for sharing and investing and pouring into, uh, the listeners, uh, your take on it. And, um, if you guys want to please Follow Brandy on the following. Go, Brandy. On the following. Okay, it's on Instagram. It's at Pray the Impossible. Facebook is also Pray the Impossible. The website is PrayTheImpossible.com. My nonprofit, which is Blessed by Brandy, it is on Instagram. Blessed underscore by underscore Brandy underscore INC. And it's also... um, it's blessed by Brandy on Facebook. All right, this this woman has her branding down. Listen. Okay, she secured her intellectual property. <laughs> she is not yes, playing not any games. Playing, not playing. All right, so if you need someone to speak to about uh, how to navigate the course of your life, not only from a spiritual standpoint, right, but just, just from a, a life standpoint, just from a, a how do I be a better version of myself how do i engage in the world in um my best self and 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 how do i appear in the world right like i think brandy is really good for also reflecting things back on individuals so that they can get clarity as to why did i get that response or why did i have that interaction um so if you're looking for someone to um, help you through life and life challenges, please, please reach out to Brandy. Yes, you can go on Pray the Impossible and then under coaching, you can schedule your free 30-minute introductory session with me. So all of that information is on the website, PrayTheImpossible.com. I thought she was going to say 30 days, y'all. I was going to be like, ooh, I'm about to sign up right now. 
what's the what's the what's the promo code? Right, right. Um, the other thing is that Brandy also has events. Yes. So um so if you're if you're not able to get the one on one coaching. Um, there are opportunities to show up for her events, right. uh, where you can engage in panel discussions, uh, witness panel discussions, um, sit through, uh, engaging conversation. Um, that's, that is oftentimes grounded in spirituality, but not necessarily. Not necessarily. It's more so just faith. Yep. The base, but it's real life issues. We're talking about mental health. Yep. We're talking about. Relationships. Like, relationships. Yep. You know, and relationships, not just with your significant other, with your mother, your father, yep. brother, whoever, just relationships in general. It's more so just tapping into all of those areas that have held us back yep. from becoming healed, whole, and complete. Yep. The complete version of yourself. So it's just having real life conversations, discussing real life experiences to better the community and to enrich your life. Listen, if I was to give anyone uh, uh, a recommendation to do a podcast, to have their own platform, <laughs> I would recommend Brandy. Listen, I have this thing where I also count ums because I'm an um guy. Did I say um? No, oh, you don't oh, got no I ums. Thinking, I was like, because I used to, and the funny thing is I had a podcast and then I switched <laughs> it over to a monthly um, prayer that I do. It's blessed by Brandy. Uh, now I'm saying um. <laughs> exactly. But I remember there was a time where um would be the filler because I'm trying to think. Yes. But now that it's just, you know, it, practice makes perfect, right? Exactly. The more conversations you have, the less you're saying um or the uh, what you gonna call it, you know, whatever. So, so Brandy needs her own podcast. So I can re I can revamp. Listen, it, li- listen, listen out for the Pray the Impossible podcast. <laughs> Uh, hopefully I can be a guest at of some course. point. I, I have a bunch of ums and I can get off topic, so I might not necessarily be the best. I might be like a filler sit-in for, for, for someone else. Self. Exactly. Listen, people want to hear it. They, you know, they want to hear the ums. They're like, yeah. I was thinking of myself. All right. So guys, um, check out Brandy. Make sure that you guys, uh, um, link in with her on all the things she's doing. I think that there is something powerful and engaging. I am so glad that we had this conversation and we're here for the outro in five, four, three, two, one. Bye guys. If this talk just resonated with you or could help someone, you know, follow Dion or his guest on all social media platforms till next time. And remember with any business or brand, Give it to your heart, make it real, or else forget about it. See you all soon.